Welcome to Moving to the Bluegrass. I'm Kim Zander, and I'm here today with my friend and producer, Carrie Lewis. Um, Karen Dupre is also with me. She's a realtor, and we work at the same company at the brokerage. And we have her friends, Cheryl and George, here today with us. Uh, This podcast is about Lexington, its neighborhoods, and its people. And today, I'm so excited because we are going to be talking to everyone um, at this table that well, three of us, three of the five of us that have lived or live in downtown Lexington. So welcome to my podcast. Thanks. Thank Glad you. to be here. Thank you. Um, it was so um, nice of you to allow me into your house, George and Cheryl. This is um, my first time meeting you. You're friends with Karen. And I asked Karen uh, if she would do me this favor and talk to me about what it's like to live downtown. And she said, yes, I'd love to. Can I, can I have my friends join us? <laughs> and the more the merrier. So thank you. Um, I'd like to start by getting to know a little bit about you two. And Karen, you can tell um, the people listening a little bit about yourself as well. Okay. Um, I'm originally from Canada and northern Maine. I've been in Kentucky for 23 years. I moved to downtown Lexington in the early 2000s. And um, so I'd say about 70% of my sales are downtown and Chevy Chase with older homes. What brought you here? Um, my spouse. I had a blind date 23 years ago at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. And um, my uh, wife is from Mount Sterling, Kentucky. So oh, I moved wow. to Mount Sterling and did my time for six years. Okay, I want to come back town. to that a little bit <laughs> okay. and find out what it's like to move from New York. Um, I was living in southern Connecticut. Southern Connecticut. Right. The northeast. So right. the northeast to Mount Sterling, Kentucky has Correct. to be quite a culture shock. So It was different. I want to hear all about that. And okay. then Cheryl and George, where are you from? What do you do? How long have you been here? And how do you know Karen? Well, uh, I'm from eastern Kentucky originally, Breathitt County, and I went to school at UK. I went back home uh, as a lawyer, worked 14 years, and then when the coal economy crashed the first time in the late uh, 90s, uh, I moved to Lexington, and uh, so I've been here ever since. I'm a lawyer by trade and have a solo practice out on Leestown Road. So, What kind of an attorney are you? I do a lot of business work. I do a lot of dental practice transitions, purchase and sales of dental practices, and then I've always done real estate probate. It's kind of a general practice, but uh, I'm doing the things now at this point in my career that I really enjoy doing, and uh, so I'm happy. Things are going well. Very good. And Cheryl? Uh, well, I was drawn to this area because um, it was the first place that offered me a job. When I got out of undergraduate school in North Carolina, um, I had several interviews, and the University of Kentucky was the first place to offer me a position. So I got a map out, and I found out where Kentucky was, and I moved here. <laughs> that what well, I know. I, I remember the whole map situation. Um, I, my my husband and I were in the Air Force. And right after our first child was born, uh, he got his, um, I forgot what you call it, assignment of of where we were going to go next. And he pulled out a map and said, we're going to Wichita. I'm like, Wichita? What's Wichita? (laughs) I think I might have even called it Wichita. Um, But yeah, we, Kansas, we were in Kansas for a few years. What was your job at UK? I actually taught dental hygiene here. And then I got accepted into dental school. And in my four years here, and then went into private practice, and I practiced for about 40 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's and one of the best dentists in the area. Yeah, right now I'm actually teaching at the university. I've retired a few times. Oh, have back. you? Yes. 
yes. So right now I teach at UK in the College of Dentistry, and um, we live downtown. We love it. Have you? So how did you two meet? Oh, that's an interesting story because <laughs> I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Oh. I lived there until I was about 23 years old. And he's from Eastern Kentucky. He's from Breathitt County. So, you know, I call him the mountain man. <laughs> the two came together and it actually worked, which is kind of strange to me. <laughs> yeah, our friends fixed us up. It was yeah. a blind date. Oh, you had a blind uh, date yeah, too? Yeah, we had a blind date. Yeah, fixed us up. And uh, it didn't go well at first, but uh, <laughs> we eventually came back around together after a few months and we've been together ever since. And well, we met at an open house. I had an open house on Queensway in 2012 i guess and here walks in this beautiful couple and i was you know just standing there you know what it's like you feel like vanna white at an open house (laughs) and all these people are milling in and out of the house and we just started talking and it's like we had known each other for years i love it when that happens hit it off and they said well we're kind of looking downtown and i said oh all right so i had a client who had taken his house off the market and then i got a call a couple days later and he said i need to sell and i need to sell now and i'm like well how much you want it doesn't matter and i called my client Mm -hmm. yeah and then the house was priced in the 800s and i said what will you take i'll take anything i just want out of it wow well it was marital problems Uh so um almost married and so he wanted out of it so long story short i called them we went in they fell in love we made an offer and went on the contract and then they moved to west third street in this beautiful renovated house and that was in 2012 you said yeah 2012 2013 yeah it Uh was really nice and and karen facilitated the whole thing i mean it, it would not have happened if it hadn't been for her and she's really well connected you know she mm-hmm. knows everybody and she's actually sold a couple of pieces of property of mine without it going on the market so <laughs> <laughs> you just have to tell me you want to sell and then it's that's gone. right one night i say sell it the next day it's sold <laughs> yeah yeah that that's that happens a lot right now so but right. for it to happen in 2012 that's pretty yeah. that's pretty it wasn't quite so easy in 2012 no. um so you lived in on third street Yes, we And did. how long were you on 3rd Street, and then how long have you been here? So we are currently uh, sitting on your house on 6th Street, mm-hmm. which right. just sold. So I'd like to know, like, what took you from 3rd Street to 6th Street? How long were you on 3rd Street? What did you like about that? What did you like about this house? Um, and where are you going? Well, it's interesting because, really, the story starts at Clay Avenue, which was my condo. You know, I had refurbished and was living there, and then I met George, and over a period of time we decided to get married i think it was like about 10 years of dating because i wanted to be sure (laughs) so after we dated uh, 10 years or so we got married and it was a small it was like a 1400 square foot house and george just never really you know adapted to it well he it was a little small for him and and that was a condo yes yes so he started looking around and saying we need to buy a a nicer house or a house with a yard and um we met karen and we moved to third street and third street was just lovely it was awesome we had a daughter at trancy who we could see you know from the backyard it was really fun she and her group had a little ladder they would climb over oh, and come. are you serious <laughs> i'm serious i'm so serious you, so you backed up to 
Transy. Transy. Two, you backed up two Transy. Yeah. Right. yeah. And your daughter had a little ladder that would yeah. climb over. Yeah. yeah, her sorority, we would have her whole sorority over for parties, <laughs> and we had a house big enough, they would just Spread pile on the out. floor everywhere. And oh my gosh, that sounds yeah. like so much fun. <laughs> sleep under, there was four, four or five of them sleeping on beds, some of them sleeping on floors. It was really fun. So, but what was it? That, that's a whole other story for me. What was it like backing up to the campus? Did you wake up and have um, empty bottles of, of bourbon on your lawn? and Or, or what's the stuff they drink oh, when, they're, were when they're few, younger? There were a few empty <laughs> bottles of bourbon, <laughs> beer cans everywhere. A few in the backyard, but really not not, not much at all. No. They were good neighbors, and uh, we were glad to be there because it kind of keeps you feel young, at the mm-hmm. time. especially with the girls coming and going all the time, too, at the house. It was fun. Yeah. Is she your only child? Yes. One, one daughter? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you yes. kind of got to let her go but still stay connected yeah. absolutely yeah that was the best part is she could go and then she could come whenever she wanted to it was really fun and where is she now she's in denver she works for a tech company a software company and so she lived has lived here but moved to denver uh, on january 1st and uh, she loves it out there and uh, who knows if she'll stay or not but uh, she loves it so far she's hiking and biking and doing those things so well, and I think they left Third Street because is that when you sold part of your practice and yes. you decided to downsize? Yes. So they went my... back to Clay yes. Avenue. You went back Be- to the right. same condo. Had you mm-hmm. sold it or were you just renting no, it? No, the people who had owned Third Street rented it from them because they okay. were renovating a house. Okay. So uh, you know things just got moved from one house to the other, and then when he moved out. Um, you ended up selling it, I think, and you just went back to it? Well, yeah, we ended up selling third because um, I, that was my first retirement, and the house was really big and beautiful, and sometimes I still regret selling that house. Um, but we sold it. We wanted to downsize again, so we went back to Clay, and we stayed there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But George never quit looking. <laughs> he never acclimated to that house. What, what, so what is it you um, didn't acclimate to? Is it the size, or did you just you prefer a house over a condo, parking situation? What was it you didn't it like? It was a great place, and Clay Avenue is a great neighborhood. It just was a little too confining for me. We're both tall people and mm. and. Low ceilings people and, and, and uh, it had a little patio, but really not any yard at all. So uh, I wanted just a little bit of green space. I kept telling Cheryl, just to, just a place to put my toes in some grass somewhere. <laughs> and um, so we kept looking and looking and found this place on Sixth Street. And uh, this backyard is amazing. You have no idea how much backyard there is from the street until you see it. And it's we just fell in love with it mm-hmm. and the house too. It was. It was a wonderful old house, 130 years old, and needed some work, and we eventually did that, but uh, we've loved it here. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I admire your all's ability to move so many times. I couldn't do it. There's <laughs> no way. We have moved many times. There's well, Carrie, that's just because just of your bourbon room. Uh, the thought of moving just <laughs> makes me just kind of nauseous. <laughs> Carrie has a bourbon room in her house, and... Do you you don't have a count of how many bourbon oh, bottles we you do have. now? You do have a yeah, count? We do. It, it took all got cataloged. It took four days. Four days. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's like it's the room, maybe this size, maybe a little bigger, probably bigger. It's bigger, bigger than yeah. this room, yeah. but it's bourbon. Oh, 
all just collections of all the birds. Wow. But yeah, I do have to say, congratulations. I really do admire your ability to, to, to move and adapt. Well, I think that there's a competition between my wife and I and Cheryl and George because we have a place we went in Florida two years ago, not even two years, and it looks like we may be selling that. We move every four years, max. I've got, my husband's aunt and uncle do that. Max. They do that. Every every two to four years, they buy a new house. We've uh, renovated like 12 or 13 just in Lexington. I mean, it's a, I keep saying there should be a 12 steps. Is uh, it a hobby the for you? 12, no, no, there a, should be a 12 step program for those of us who go through this. It's just, is it, do, it's do you get insane. bored? I do don't. Just, I'm a nester. Yeah. I could stay home in my moo-moos all day, <laughs> and then I go out and I work. But Terry and apparently George and Cheryl kind of have that. I don't know. It might be Cheryl more than George. Have that little I don't know. Spirit. George is Maybe really? George, too. I, I take the bl- most of the blame for that. So okay. I get Anytime a little we can pocket a, a good amount of money, mm-hmm. if somebody will buy it, we yeah. pocket the money and move. <laughs> so, I, speaking of this yard, though, wow. I mean, we're sitting at your house, and this yard is fantastic. There, this. The leaves are blooming because mm-hmm. it's spring. This is April of 2021, and uh, we're just hopefully coming out of, I'd like to think we're coming out of COVID, um, and I feel like everything is coming back to life, mm-hmm. and uh, most of us have been mm-hmm. vaccinated, or a lot of us have been vaccinated, um, and we can actually sit here with uh, <laughs> and have a conversation without a mask on. It's so nice. When we back up to Fayette Park, and Fayette Park actually is kind of, uh, it was considered a subdivision when it was done in the 1800s. Okay. And the gentleman who designed Fayette Park also did Ellesmere Park, which is off of Seventh, 6th and 7th Street. And uh, he apparently was one of the, and I might be incorrect with this, but what I've heard is that he helped uh, design the Brooklyn Bridge. And so a lot of folks that moved to Lexington in the earlier days were from the East Coast. Mm -hmm. So there was a a nice big blend of people that lived downtown. So, and I still want to talk about your experience of living downtown, but before we get to that, where are you going now? There's a for sale sign in your front yard, and Karen just told me that she sold this beautiful house that we're sitting in in one day. (laughs) <laughs> well, we because of the market the way it is right now, we <clears throat> haven't found a permanent place yet. We're just going to uh, go someplace temporarily and then... Back uh, to Clay? No, not back to Clay. <laughs> no, no, she sold that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's long gone. So, that's, uh, so we're going to reside temporarily, rent a place, and then... Uh, uh, and then decide where to go from there. We have a place in Florida, too, that we just bought last year. So okay. we'll spend a little time there. But uh, we s- uh, Is your goal to stay in Lexington then? Well, I, I'm a Kentuckian, born and mm-hmm. bred. So um, I always want to have a presence in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I'm still working, and I don't have any plans to retire anytime soon. But uh, So I, I love Kentucky and all things Kentucky. But uh, who knows what the future will bring. Right. See, and I'm a Floridian, so I want to go back to my roots, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I said, let's get a place down there, and George, I'll call you once every once in a while, make sure you're okay. <laughs> We've got some neighbors that um, their, their children are grown, and they're so funny because we'll see both of them around outside, and then we'll just see the husband for a while. She'll be missing. We're like, Ra, where's... where's um, where's your wife he's like well she's in florida again they, they have a place down there and she's always tan she's just trying to get him to go i think it's it's going to be a similar situation where she's like oh, i'll send you postcards <laughs> <laughs> so karen where um 
so you don't currently live downtown, but but I didn't know that. So when mm-hmm. I initially called you, I thought I'm going to call Karen because she lives downtown and she knows everything about downtown. But you did live down here at one point. Tell you me did. about all of your places you've been in Lexington. <laughs> Maybe not all twelve of them, but a, a summary. Um, we moved in the uh, from Mount Sterling to downtown Lexington on West Third Street in the early 2000s. And um, that was, I think, in 04, early 05. Um, and I had owned, um, by training, I'm a dietitian and massage therapist, and I own, also Oh, that's owned, why you didn't eat the donuts I brought in this morning. <laughs> no, I do eat them. I do eat them. Um, so, and I also owned a marketing company for massage uh, therapists, and I sold that after starting it and building it up after 20 years I sold that and I took a few months off were you a massage therapist also or you for just... 30 years oh yeah so I, if worked... I have a sore neck I can be like you can I did a lot of work with necks that was my uh, primary work and then I also did a lot of hospice work okay um but so when I sold the marketing company I took some time off and I remember my mom saying okay you know you're 45 years old what are you going to do and I went I don't know. So uh, we had a small condo in Hollywood, Florida, and that's when the market, before the market crashed, that market was doing really well. We had paid 37000 for it. Now, mind you, it was only 500 square feet. Market cranked up. We did it for sale by owner, and I sold it for 115000 Oh, my gosh. And my mother, with her French accent, because I'm French-Canadian, said to me, well, you're very smart. You should go out and become a realtor. And I said, (laughs) okay, that's my next thing, because I don't know what the Dickens to do. Um, And I went to A. Pass Weichel. That's where I went. Right, and got my license uh, July 1st, 2006. Market crashed right after that. Mm. Like, it just, I learned Mm -hmm. short sales. I did all those things. So we lived in, on West 3rd Street, and then... um, my wife Terry renovated a house in Fayette Park. We were under contract to sell it. The market really tanked in 2008. Uh, the gentleman buying it had lost his house in Scottsdale, sold Third Street, moved to Fayette Park, and then we, you know, lived there for five years. Wanted to downsize because it was 5,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. It was an elevator, and mm-hmm. the dogs would hang out side the elevator to go to the bedroom and you know our thing was all aboard and the dogs with the little bichons would come up to the elevator and, and we'd go to bed I mean it was crazy I grew up in an 800 square foot house so oh, wow. um so then we renovated a townhouse on North Ashland and stayed there for four years and then fell in love with a mid-century modern on Garden Road it's always about the house mm-hmm. and then we renovated that and we luckily have been there for four years Okay. Yeah, so we've lived around. So what is it like to live downtown? You've you've been here, you've stayed here, you've moved from street to street. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously have been downtown to do different things, go to restaurants, to go to the uh, Lexington Opera House, um, Rupp Arena for concerts or basketball games. I don't actually know if I've actually been to a UK basketball game. Those tickets are hard to come by. Um, I've been to away ones before. But Thursday Night Live... I always thought it would be so much fun to live downtown in between um, my children growing up and leaving the house and us having grandkids, but we have the grandkids now, so I don't know that we'll ever live downtown, but that little window between empty nest and grandparent life, we couldn't do it because we have a big dog. 
Um, he's about 65, 70 mm-hmm. pounds, and I just think that would be a challenge. But um, but just tell me, what is it like, you've got a little dog, um, to live downtown, what activities do you enjoy, what restaurants do you go to, what is it like if you have a pet? Well, it's great to live downtown. We enjoy it very much. And I think part of it is the neighborhood and how eclectic the people are. We'll see very young Mm -hmm. students who uh, are artistic and play good music and that kind of thing. And then we see a lot of really older people who have lived here their entire lives. Yeah, I was thinking you probably don't see a lot of in-between of that. that, Actually, now we are. With with like little elementary and middle school and high school kids, you see families now. A lot of, of, uh, used to be you didn't have children because they thought the schools weren't as great, but people don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's about the lifestyle, and it mm-hmm. is about the fact that people are are so eclectic. Uh, it's such a diverse population that the education of living with those of us yes. who are from mm-hmm. other areas is an education an you education can't get in, in a school. Mm-hmm. You, you just, you just, it's um, it's a community mm-hmm. um, because people want to live here, mm-hmm. so they help. It feels to me, and I'm biased, that people choose to live here because they know that their neighbors maybe from Miami or from New York or from somewhere else and you learn just by being with all that different. Absolutely and we do have a lot of kids now. Mm -hmm. Um, Early on we didn't see a lot of children but now in the last couple years for sure you know and we have some good schools here there's several schools actually. Um, The majority of the people say like along the third street corridor with children will usually send their kids to Sarah or Montessori. Or Montessori, or, uh-huh. which is right down the road. Right. Um, but you have some good public schools here as well. Yeah. And, you know, I can sit on my front porch and just watch lots of different people go by. It's just, it's interesting. We'll wave at them, talk to them. Mm-hmm. They walk their dogs. A lot, of, a lot of culture. Yeah, a lot of culture. Yeah, one thing I can say is it's diverse mm-hmm. uh, in about every way. And, uh, excuse me. <clears throat> One thing too is the houses are different. There's not a house There's on the street that looks alike. The same. No cookie cutter down mm-hmm. here. No, and you know, I've lived in the suburbs in a past life and enjoyed it um, in uh, Beaumont and Firebrook and know those neighborhoods well. But but and the trees are different. Every house has different trees mm-hmm. for the most part. It's not all the same uh, subdivision type plantings. No offense, because I've done the subdivision thing too. But it's just very diverse and different for houses for people. Uh, for atmosphere, and uh, so that's just one of the big things we like. I think you get the added bonus of being able to smell the peanuts roasting at the Jiff factory <laughs> every day. Yeah, every day. Yeah. yeah, that's because I I can smell them sometimes at my house. You know, the, we get the wind just right, but you know, you're so close down here that yeah, you definitely. That's one of my favorite smells of, uh, in Lexington for sure, and it's yeah. my favorite peanut butter. Yeah, I mean, I eat it every. It got be crunchy. But. That was a COVID thing that was never on the shelves. You, along with the toilet paper that you couldn't find, you could never find the Jif peanut butter. I'm like, Rick, I got some Skippy. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just not the same. I, I count that as a huge bonus, being able to smell the peanuts. I don't know. Well, and, and to um, add to what George was saying about the houses, how different they are, it feels like an honor to be in one of these old homes the the the, the, yeah exactly i mean um everyone is like a different piece of artwork Mm -hmm. and you can come in and either keep it the way it was or a lot of people have renovated and you know and then there are other people who just 
I was out showing property yesterday, and the gentleman wanted to live downtown in an old house, but did not want uh, updates. Mm-hmm. He wanted it to be period uh, mm-hmm. of the late 1800s, early 1900s. So how would you describe, so I feel like my drive down here was from Harrisburg Road uh, coming towards town, and then I feel like I feel like now, from what I know, I feel like I'm on, like, like I went through town. I'm kind of on the outside of it. Uh, and how would you describe or can you describe downtown as far as like the area? The, the, for me, it's in my mind, it starts like where you pass UK's campus mm-hmm. and it ends. I don't know, maybe where would you say? But it's a circle, so it's kind of hard to describe. But are you able to, to give a kind of a vicinity of and when you say third street sixth street they start do we have a first street no second it's short second third so here's the funny thing my experience and i'm sure they have experienced that too is that when i first started selling real estate in 06 we were on third most of the people who are seem to be from this area only wanted to live on 3rd, 2nd, West Short Street because they wanted to walk downtown. Mm -hmm. If you have people who have lived in larger cities or in other areas, they will, um, they can, they walk all the time. Mm -hmm. If you've got a New Yorker that's moving here, they kind of, they'll start laughing when they say 6th Street is too far away. Or Fayette, because when we sold Fayette Park, people said, oh no, that's too far away. Uh too far away you're walking an extra three blocks or two blocks it's just that the mindset of people that that if they can't drive their car Mm -hmm. into where they're going and and so true urbanites don't worry about that now sixth street has gone through a lot of renovations Headley and bel-air and all of those streets over the last five eight years um and now it's pushing out even more the thing that you like to keep though is that you want people to still live here that can afford rent you want people that can still afford to live here in their home they bought for thirty thousand dollars years ago you want those people Mm -hmm. here you don't want to push them out because as soon as you push them out then you lose the flavor Mm -hmm. the essence of what a true urban Mm -hmm. corridor is so Kim, I don't know if you were gonna you were gonna speak to this at all, but um, kind of go in in terms of ter- talking about the historical mm-hmm. aspects of a lot of these houses. And you said this house is a hundred and thirty years old, right? Mm-hmm. So you know there are some rules and regulations, right, oh, in dealing in, in dealing with <laughs> a, with a lot of houses around mm-hmm. here like this in terms of renovations. So I was wondering if you all might be able to speak to that because you know there's a lot of people that don't realize when you. When you buy a house like this, yeah, you can renovate it, you can do some things, but there are some strict rules that you have to follow, and if you don't follow those, <laughs> you're going to be in well, trouble. I know there's probably been at least one person who has t- taken out a bunch of old wooden windows and then been and put vinyl in just mm-hmm. to be told, like, hey, you can't have that vinyl. That's exactly. a violation. Yeah, right. Right. That's yeah. right. Take them all yeah. out and put the wood back in. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there are some people that um, if it wasn't disclosed to them um, – by the listing agent that it wasn't a historical overlay and they start painting it if there's no proof that that the exterior of the house has been painted you can't paint it you can't and then people also think that um that if you're going to build on to it that you should replicate the age of the house that's not what the board of architectural review wants they want you to create a new history 
So you're not going to, if you have a Victorian house, you're not going to build a Victorian-looking addition to look exactly like your Victorian house. It has to be different. There also has to be X amount of green space. Because this isn't a Bluegrass Trust house, is it? No. No. It can't be. Bluegrass Trust is actually, there are two things. One is historic overlay, and one is Bluegrass Trust. You'll find Bluegrass Trust houses in non-historic overlay houses in districts. All that is is an organization where you prove to the organization that your house is a certain age. You pay, I believe, two fifty once you're approved, and you get your plaque. So not every historic house will have that plaque. They've just not applied for it. And that's where it's confusing to mm-hmm. agents and to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Like Fourth, uh, 3rd Street, the 400 block is historic overlay. 500 block is not. So on the 500 block, you can do whatever renovations exactly. you want. Exactly. You could do vinyl siding if you wanted hmm. to, and you can do additions and put a trailer if you wanted to. And that's listed for anyone that's wanting to know if it is or is if it's not on the PVA information, right? There's the historic overlay um, uh, uh, staff and uh, the historic commission. There's a historic commission, which I sat on for three, four years as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to have a conversation with folks i always tell the buyer's agent if i'm the listing agent please make a call to these folks they'll give you the packet of information Mm -hmm. and that way you'll be a little bit more savvy about what to do and what not to do for general rules though it's not as onerous as sometimes it sounds it's uh, it's primarily the outside the Mm -hmm. structure they don't necessarily care what color you paint it it's just like changing the design the windows the eaves the Mm -hmm. structure of the Mm -hmm. house and it sounds a little unusual that they don't want an addition to be the same it was thought it it sounded a little unusual to me Mm -hmm. but um and we actually uh, built a garage on third street at one point and it was a little bit different um so it's not as bad as what people might think but and like they don't necessarily care too much what you do with the backyard either to you know we made some additions back here it's just the structure and we did a lot to the inside too and they don't really care right. it's not really important what you do to the inside mm-hmm. it's just the outside yeah. structure and the look of it a good example is in this house in the kitchen it has some long windows in the kitchen mm-hmm. which have cabinets in front of them but what happened was the pre- previous owners made cabinets that you could move away from mm-hmm. those windows mm-hmm. so that they didn't block them completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and on 3rd Street, they did the same thing. They weren't movable, but mm-hmm. they did the same mm-hmm. thing yeah. because you couldn't change the type of window on the outside, but if you wanted to do something on the inside, it was all you right. You just had to cover right. the window up. Yeah, yeah. And, and people worry. I mean, the consumer worries, and some agents who are not familiar, it's like, oh, Big Brother's going to tell you what to do. The value of your home... Um, will um, be better or at least be consistent because you won't have a neighbor who's going to do something Mm -hmm. god-awful. And it's, I mean, listen, it's a privilege to to live in one of these homes so you don't want to tear it apart or tear it down. Mm -hmm. Every downtown that we go to, I mean, you go to New Orleans, you go to some of these places in Tennessee or any state, South Carolina, everybody goes into those small, you know, downtowns because they love seeing the history. So um, talking about uh, walkability and transportation, Mm -hmm. we don't have a subway system in downtown Lexington. We're not big enough that we need that. 
are you familiar with the bus routes? Do you see Lextran? Do we still call it Lextran? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is, is Lextran running frequently? It if somebody does. could somebody yes. live downtown and not have a car? Sure. Yes. yes. Sure. Yes. Plenty of bus stops everywhere. And a lot of people, you know, if they work outside of downtown, they go to the bus. Um, a lot of people bike. I mean, mm-hmm. you have a lot of people that on this street that have two cars. Mm-hmm. They measure where they are going to live by bikeability, and they'll bike in the winter. I mean, they're just, they're used to that. Do we still have, I haven't seen these in a while, that rent-a-bike thing? I don't remember what the name of it was. I where you could that out. Yeah, it's I? a scooters, I think. I now. did that once that for an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to, uh, so this was, I don't remember what the company's name was, but the bikes were orange, I think. Yes. Yeah. And they, you, you, you find one on the street, you, um, there was a, a a way to pay for it. A way know? to pay for it using a little code that was on the bike, mm-hmm. and then you could drop it off anywhere and say that you were swipe that your swipe on your little app on your phone that you were done. And we were going to a football game. This was before COVID, and there was a lot of traffic. And uh, my husband had already gone early because he likes to tailgate if it's a 7 p.m game he's probably there by noon <laughs> and uh but i didn't want to go that early so i started driving uh down that way and of course there's so much traffic so i thought i would test out the system and it was pretty cool but i got made fun of but i i parked my car got one of those bikes and i think there might have been a basket on the front too and um, <laughs> and so i was right but all my friends so i'm riding the bicycle by myself having a good old time um Passed all the traffic yep. and went straight to the game. Good for you. Pulled up into the tailgate and where all of our friends were, and they, they, they got a good kick out of that. <laughs> yeah. but. Now you have to try the scooters. That's what terrifies me. Uh-huh. I don't think I'd be comfortable on the. Dude, it's, well, Cheryl's our dentist, so she'll help us. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to know. You have a little injury, out, no problem. Okay, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so, would you say. Um, I think one of because I love food. I, I think I'm a, a bit of a foodie. My, one of my favorite things about living downtown would be going to all of the different restaurants mm-hmm. and the farmers market and be able to walk to them and walk home, not have to worry about driving. Uh, do you eat out much? Do you eat at home mostly? Well, due to COVID, we've kind of learned how to eat at home. Right. But before, we did eat out quite a bit. And what were your? And the, we will again. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's, I, w- I would say. And what are your favorite places? But so many have been affected by COVID and shut down. Do you? And and, and even before that happened, they're constantly changing ownership and changing yes. names. I cannot keep up with it. But uh, of the ones that you think remain, what would be your favorites that you recommend? It's hard to decide favorites. I mean, if you think from, gosh, from short street up to to maxwell street all the restaurants we like to try them all Mm -hmm. and uh it's not unusual for us to walk downtown maybe all the way up to carson's or maybe even to gray's Mm -hmm. how long does that take you to walk there uh, probably probably 20 to 30 minutes i Mm -hmm. guess on that end um and then but most of the time if we walk we'll go to the places closer to uh to broadway and uh up through there uh, there's just so many good ones down there. There's, you know, unfortunately some have closed now, mm-hmm. and there hopefully will be some new ones open up. But it's it's hard for me to decide a favorite because we like all different kinds mm-hmm. of food, and mm-hmm. just depends what mood you can we're find in. just about anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we like Jefferson Street. You mm-hmm. know, um, before COVID, we would always walk down there and feel really comfortable and safe. Is that where the Great Goose was. Yes, mm-hmm. but yes. It's, it's being uh, it was it's being changed by the gentleman who owned um, Portofino's. He okay. actually lives on Sixth Street. Wayne mm-hmm. lives on Sixth Street, so. 
He's taking over Grey Goose. I uh, heard that the menu is going to be about the same. But um, so there's always somebody that will pop up and do, mm-hmm. you know, take over that space. Stella, Stella's yeah, up there Stella's is wonderful. Is and, and that's great for breakfast yeah. or brunch, you know. Yeah. And we can have a drink and then walk back home. And uh, and then there's Juliet Market now where the oh, yeah. Greyhound station was. Oh, yeah. I have not um, been there yet. We've I've not been there. And there's shopping. There's lots stuff. of shops, a lot of small shops. Actually, uh, Bar is doing a fair housing event there on the 24th. Okay. I think the 24th. But um, some of my clients, I just helped them find a house on Headley, gave me a gift of uh, a gentleman makes his own spices. Oh. And it's from his store over there and it's always hopping i mean that place every time i drive on north limestone it is full so bars yeah. food you get you know your haircut i guess and hmm. uh, have you been there carrie uh yeah i actually dropped my bike off at broom wagon to have it mm-hmm. repaired so mm-hmm. we walked around down there and looked i hadn't been down there so it's going to have inside stuff as well as the kind of out, outside. outside shops too yeah so what if somebody didn't want to go out to eat and just grocery shop? Where do you grocery shop? How if you didn't have a car um, and you needed to buy your groceries, where would you go? I know there's. I haven't been to the new Target. The Target has a grocery section, Small right? Small one. Yeah, that's still an issue for downtown is grocery stores and, and uh, pharmacies. To, yeah, and and pharmacies, mm-hmm. and that's no secret. Uh, we shop primarily at Kroger on Leestown Road, but sometimes mm-hmm. we'll go Kroger Euclid. Mm-hmm. Um, the target on uk's campus you know parking's an issue like it always is on campus but it's amazing the food products they have in that target uh there so i was really surprised when i went in there Mm -hmm. Uh, that's crazy i've never seen a target with like fresh produce like that and then hamburg's not that far away it's like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. you know depends you know traffic when you decide you want to go out and do your errands but to me everything in lexington's 15 20 minutes away Mm mm-hmm I mean, it doesn't, it could be a mile down the road, and if you go at the wrong time, it'll be 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, traffic jam. Traffic jam. (laughs) There's a Kroger over on New Circle at Bryan Station, too, so it's pretty close. So it's not very far. You just have to drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my favorite, though, I've decided is Leestown. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd never really even been there before, but uh, once you get accustomed to a grocery store, you Mm -hmm. like that grocery store. You don't have to look around to find your stuff. Mm -hmm. And so we have to drive there, but yeah. And you could probably get fresh eggs from your neighbors because I don't know if you can hear the sound in the background. <laughs> a lot, of, I'm serious now, a lot of people downtown have chickens in their really? yards. There was, when they first started, an association called Cluck. A group of people own chickens in Lexington. They started a group called Cluck. Um, I saw on Facebook yesterday one of my clients, and I don't know if it's at, on, at their house on 3rd Street, but there was um, their son, who's maybe not more than 8 or 10 years old, was selling eggs, fresh eggs. And mom had, they had, he had done his own little commercial, and he had already sold out. Wow. <laughs> I, it's funny because I was listening to that, that chicken or rooster yeah he's busy isn't he (laughs) and i i and i'm looking at at your backyard which has these big beautiful trees and i thought i was in the country for the minute Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah, but speaking of fresh eggs uh you know they have farmer's market Mm -hmm. downtown too is that Um, on the old cheap side uh where third street uh, yes they um, renamed it yeah what do they call it now oh i apologize i don't remember the i don't remember 
um, uh, Chase, Chase, no, Chase no. Banks down there, Fifth Third Banks down no, there. No, it was named uh, after um, somebody in the city from years back. It's by the old courthouse. Yeah, right. yeah. there you go. Thank you, Carrie. It's, by, it's, by, it's, by, it's right by the old courthouse. So we don't step on our toes here. Do we, do we know uh, what days of the week the farmer's market is there? Was well, Saturday, Saturday mornings. mornings. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, and then they have a lot of other activities, and they'll sell products during the week mm-hmm. as too. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of Thursday Night Live. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can find things there, but Saturday mm-hmm. morning is big for your produce. Mm-hmm. And uh, they we also love Thursday have, Night Live too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also have a farmers market out on Broadway and. With Maxwell? a parking lot. Yeah, in yeah. a parking lot. I think that's the one I've been to yeah. the yeah. most. I always forget to go um, just because it's more convenient for me to go to the grocery store. But it right. is nice to go to the farmer's market and get a nice big cantaloupe and a nice fresh tomato, fresh mm-hmm. flowers. And you can get some sausages and meats there, too, I believe. Yes, you can. Um, uh, and there's one on Southland Drive, too. Yes. Correct. On Sundays, yeah. yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they've spread them quite a bit so people have access to them everywhere. So... This is a, a, a subject that uh, we have to be careful with because of fair housing in uh, in real estate. But do you feel how, do you feel safe down here? Do you feel safe living downtown? Is it uh, do do you see a lot of crime or? I feel very safe here. Of course, I'm from Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm a little more used to an urban environment than George. But I feel very safe. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we have crime just like everywhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's petty crime. Sometimes it's a little bit more extensive than that. But the suburbs have the same right, amount, I think. Right. It's spread throughout. Yeah. I, I think the notion that because people are different than you um, brings, for folks who have not um, ever lived uh, in a diverse population, there's, there's something in their head, either mama and papa told them or they read about it, um, but for me, I've lived in a lot of different areas, and Lexington to me is just a small town. Mm-hmm. I feel I Terry traveled all the time, so I was always alone, and I never once worried because I knew that if anything ever happened or if I was spooked by something, I'd just knock on my neighbor's door mm-hmm. or I would pick up the phone. I mean, we're in Chevy Chase right now and some of the same petty crimes happen there too. Mm-hmm. True. So yeah. um, I, when I sell real estate, what I do is I, um, I ask the buyers if I'm the listing agent and their agent, sometimes their agents don't want to do that, but I will ask them, would you like to meet your neighbors? Mm-hmm. And they're like, first they're like, meet your neighbors. Uh, I don't know. And I'm like, you know what? You're going to live here. Yep. So if you'd like to meet your neighbors and it's not planted, I haven't had that conversation with the neighbors. So you've got to say this. That's just how I grew do up. You, now, do you take them to neighbors who you know personally or do you just knock on the door and I say, here's my card? I'm a I'm, no, I don't even I, do that. I just knock and just say, listen, you know, I'm, I tell them I'm listing it. But, you know, when I started real estate 15 years ago, they told me that I shouldn't be a realtor because I didn't know anybody. I know two people, and that was it. And so that's when I started volunteering. And um, my wife calls me the mayor of Lexington. Mm -hmm. Part of it is that in order to be a good neighbor, you have to meet them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to necessarily be their best friends, but you have to be 
I mean, how else would I have gotten to? I mean, these, they were at our wedding. These are our best, you know, we've got two sets of best friends and, and maybe three. Um, but we spend time with them and, you know, they met us and then they met my, well, we weren't married then because that just happened five years ago, but they met my partner at the time and nobody ever said, oh, I don't want to be your friend because you know you're a gay couple it was just open arms Mm -hmm. you know it was just the greatest thing in the world and I know that that was one of the questions that you had about diversity and gay yes I had asked you in advance if we could talk about that for a minute um I, I would like for you to to touch on that I know that you have at least one story where you were discriminated against it with a real estate transaction I remember mm-hmm. you telling us about that but overall um, what is it like to be gay in Lexington do you feel supported mostly very feel- supported we had a mayor that was gay um, part of it too for me is at my age you know I'll be 61 and so I came out in my 30s um, my friends I'm comfortable with my friends my family's comfortable with who I am um, and now even the other day, I had an agent said, you know, I'm bringing my clients through one of your showings. Uh, can you show us around? And I told the clients, because they seemed to be okay, I said, I, you know, I'm married to a woman. And they're like, that's great. They were coming here from California. You don't go around telling everybody, because mm-hmm. you also want to make sure that somebody's comfort level. For me, I can hide it. An African-American person can hide it. You know, they are who they are. But um, Lexington is probably one of the most comfortable cities if you're diverse, if you're different, if you're uh, to live in. And there there will be issues. Um, I've kicked a couple of people out of my car. (laughs) Tell me me a story. The story was it was a young couple that, um, that... elected to work with me because they wanted to be uh, downtown and um, and they their price point was under 125,000 this might have been eight years ago nine years ago and I took them off uh, to show look, look at houses in the north end and there was an african-american group of gentlemen drinking beer in the afternoon and the husband said something it was pretty rude mm. and I remember thinking to myself because, you know, as agents, we don't know if they're going to plant somebody in our car mm-hmm. and if we're going to be investigated. And I said, what, what, what were you saying about that group of gentlemen? Well, they're, they're, I don't know if they use blacks or what they use, but it, it to me was very condemnatory. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we were getting out of the car, and I just turned around and looked at them in my sweet Northeast personality, and I said, seriously? And then they said something else about another population, and I just looked at them, and I said, so what are you going to do with a gay realtor? Mm. And they backpedaled. They realized, and I, they didn't know that about me, and I said, you know what? I said, I think it's time that we end these showings, mm-hmm. and you may need to find yourself um, a taxi to get back home. Yeah. And I just cut just it cut off. It. Left them standing left there them with their standing mouths wide there. open like they should. And then I got apologies. Yeah. And I I just, at that point, I said, you know, we talked about fair housing, and I said, you may need to find another agent. Mm-hmm. And they continued to work with me. Oh. But I was, I was surprised they did. And when I sold them a house, but I was, I was just really upset by that. Yeah. 
And there have been other agents that I've had to educate. Mm-hmm. I've people have prayed for me. Mm. Other agents have. Oh. Um, but you know, you can't worry about everything like that mm-hmm. in the world. There, everybody who's different will have a story to tell you. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, so it just makes you feel that you you really you just have to be kind to people mm-hmm. and you just have to be ethical. But most of all, you you find downtown in Lexington in general Lexington. to be kind. kind oh, kind, so kind. Good, good place to live and accepting of yeah, all. Of all kinds. <laughs> I mean, look what the university brings in. I mean, the, the brain power they bring in from other countries. And I mean, it's my neighbor's Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, they're from Canada. And never thought twice about anything about Lexington. It, the city itself is supportive. Excellent. Very supportive. Carrie, do you have anything else that you want to know about downtown Lexington? Not that I can think of right now. I think this has been really informative. <laughs> yeah. And anything else you want to share with us? Well, we just love this area, and we'll always have a place here somewhere. Maybe not right here, of course, because that's going to be sold right now. But um, we look forward to keeping our roots here as mm-hmm. well as Florida. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we could find a new place downtown at some point, we'd come back. We'd stay. Right. That's not that's not an issue at all. We love it downtown. In fact, the buyer and his agent were just here yesterday. They'll be he's going to be doing a few things to the kitchen, and the text that I got from the agent was before the closing, can we all meet for drinks? Mhm. Now that doesn't happen very much in our business. Yeah. Um, they want, we'll probably go to the 6th Street Brewery or to one of the restaurants downtown. And at that point... Well, they're probably going to pick your brain just like I did. <laughs> right, but you know, that's the nice thing is that they will share their experience with somebody who's really... This man is so excited about living here. It's just, it, it's a blessing. It's a, they'll, they'll pass the baton mm-hmm. to the next buyer. I could live in this house. Uh-huh. Because for me, like downtown, downtown, I, I wouldn't want to have a parking issue and have like there's some places, condos where you get one parking spot or Correct. no parking yeah, spots. Yeah. You've got you've got plenty of parking right mm-hmm. here on the street and in your backyard. So yeah, parking's not an issue here with us, and uh, that's good. I don't mm-hmm. like to have to drive around forever uh, for right. a parking spot where I live anyway. But <laughs> and yeah. I've done that before. But it's, right. Well, I appreciate you all very much allowing me into your house. This and Carrie, fun. thank you for yeah. coming out on a Saturday yes. morning. Thank you. Thank I am, you. I am Kim Zander. I'm a realtor at the brokerage. Along with my husband, Rick, we are the Zander team. And if you need a realtor, please feel free to call or text me, 859-230-4597, or check out my website at kimzanderrealtor.com.